2: Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon
1: Provan. All right,
2: Simon. Uh, last week, we had an opportunity to speak with Canadian international and NWSL player Adriana Leone of the New York Western Flash. And it was fantastic during our women's soccer spotlight. And now, this week, we get a fantastic opportunity to speak with Washington Spirits head coach Jim Gabara. Jim, welcome to the program, sir. Thanks for taking some time.
3: Well, thanks for having me, guys.
2: Absolutely. So, Jim, the upcoming season just around the corner. Preseason is in full swing. How's the team looking so far?
3: Uh, team's looking good. A lot of energy. Uh, first week of preseason is always um, very difficult, uh, especially difficult for me because this year because it's a new roster for me. Um, we've got some good draft picks and we've got some good invited players in. And uh, you know, the first week is really evaluation, and then you know, see where we are, and then we'll have our our Canadian players come in, and um, our national team players come in as well, so uh, U.S. players. So it's uh, the, the first week is really evaluation, um, and then, then we'll have two weeks of uh, really kind of settling in a rhythm. But I, I've been very happy, the staff's been very happy with the effort the players put in, and uh, we've got a lot accomplished uh, so far in just a couple of days.
2: Well, that's fantastic to hear it. it's especially good uh, with, with preseason it's always uh that first week or two as you mentioned is that true defining point it's like all right how much did my players actually work out in the off season? do they follow the programs we sent them the nutrition all of that so at least from what it sounds like, they've uh, they've been doing their their job, which is which is fantastic to hear. Uh, I'm curious in this aspect because uh, your team, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of fantastic and talented young ladies on your team. Uh, you mentioned some international players. Uh, one of the people I'm really curious to know about, uh, at least from a coach's perspective, is what it's like to have an up-and-comer in the U.S. Women's National Team, like Crystal Dunn, on your roster. That's
3: uh, great. I've I've been fortunate to manage some 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 of the best players in the world from all different countries and um, I'm really looking forward to working with Crystal it only been a couple of days but um, you know the, the value she brings to our club um, I think was on display last year as getting 15 goals and being named the most valuable player um, you know it's really, it's really difficult um
2: Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, I was going to say, who are some of the players that you, you mentioned putting the right pieces around uh, player, a young and exciting player like Crystal Dunn? Who are some of those uh, ladies on your team this season that uh, you're really looking to either see how they produce or you know that they will be able to step up and do some great things?
3: Well, um, from a deeper, like a 6 or an 8 role, we have got Christine Nairn, who's, you know can spray a ball all over the park. Um, very very technical player. We've got Diana Matheson, who will probably be at a number 10. And uh, Yeah. Argent- Argentinian player Benini's coming back from an ACL. Uh, that's someone who we looked to to kind of fill in at the ten role. And uh, I thought tr- the biggest need the roster had was was a real number nine, the, the target forward, goal scorer, and.
2: That's fantastic to hear. Talking with head coach of the Washington Spit, Jim Gabra, here on uh, the uh, another episode here of Two Up Front. Uh, Jim, another question for you in regards to um, opening day, April 16th. Uh, it feels like it's just around the corner, honestly, but at least maybe in my opinion from – Covering and following Major League Soccer, it feels like the season ends and then it starts again almost instantaneously. But with NWSL, I feel like there's a little bit more downtime. Is that just how the league is designed, or does it feel like, if at least from a coach's perspective, that you blink and all of a sudden the new season's upon you? Uh,
3: no, the offseason is very long. Uh, there's certainly a lot of work to do and planning and uh, making adjustments to your roster. Um, if anything, it, it, the season, the preseason is too short. Um, you know, in our case, we've got. And then, uh, you know, and then we've got games every weekend in preseason. And um, you know, then the season starts, and it seems like once the season starts or preseason starts, all of a sudden, you know, you blink your eye and the whole season is gone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, our season is too. Off season is probably too long, but uh, it's kind of a, a path and the path and the point we are in our development or our league.
2: Now, how long have you been around the women's game? For those that don't know. years wow okay fantastic have you always been um either a head coach in the league i know the league's only a couple years old but have you always filled the head coach role or have you assisted at different levels or position coach uh, for our listeners that don't no, know no i've,
3: I've been the head coach i was first head coach with the washington freedom uh, in wsa and um i'm actually the only coach that's coached every year in women's professional soccer and then the team the years in between WSA and WPS uh, we, we, we kept the club alive and uh, played in the W League and ran some youth stuff uh, in anticipation of, of another league coming along Moving in a great direction and getting to the point where we all want it to be,
1: uh, Jim. Speaking of, of the game and the direction that it's in, um, you know, I'm looking back on your career here, and you actually have a connection to where Baxter and I are located. You had spent uh, a season or two with the, the indoor team, the Milwaukee Wave. If you don't yeah. know, if you don't know, we're based in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um,
3: I saw I saw Appleton on the phone, so I, I knew it was. Yeah, yeah, that's important. my that's my number.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you know you had a you had a pretty long career in the indoor game as well, and one of the things we like to ask ask our guests about is just how you've seen the game grown from, you know, the early '80s where indoor soccer was king and and kind of basically kept the game alive professionally in this country to where it is today.
3: Yeah, I, I mean I couldn't be happier where the game is. Um, on you know, the men's side it's I, I would have never in my wildest dreams think that you would be having um you know playing in front of stadiums of uh you know 30,000 30, season ticket holders like a Seattle in the atmosphere where you've got you know it, it's a European atmosphere with you know a folk, an NFL type of crowd uh, numbers wise um so I mean it's, it's very rewarding and gratifying for me to see the game get to that point um you know, I think the game in, in overall is, has grown so much. Um, and the women's game is, is kind of 10, 12 years behind where the men's game is. So, you know, I think the, the path is, is, is going to be very similar. Um, but you know the thing that, the story that I could tell is going into, into a sports bar last summer to watch a women's World Cup game and you know having everybody engaged, uh, the average sports fan, um, watching a women's World Cup game or a women's soccer game, and really being into it—you um, know—that's another thing that you know you can dream about, and you all you think that's where the sport rightfully deserves to be as, as a passionate fan of the game. Uh, but to actually see that, where you know the average fan knows about a women's you know national team game or the mm-hmm. women's national team—I mean, that's that's something that I didn't I didn't even being a very optimistic person, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, yeah, you know, the game—the game, the game itself—is in a great place in this country, and, um, and I think it's actually going to get exponentially better.
1: Right. That's 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 the next question I have for you. Is you have been involved with the leagues that have started up and then you know folded, start up and folded. And of course, we we've seen that in the men's game for years until MLS finally started to get a hold. Um, yeah. um You know what? What does the NWSL have to do to get to that point where? Well, thankfully, we can say where MLS is right now.
3: Um, I just, I just think it's a matter of time and and making sure it, it's grown, um, grown at the right at the right speed. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any fears that that, it, that would hit hit another roadblock like we have in the past. Simply because the structure of this league is completely different and and the overall mindset and, and the thought process of
1: Absolutely, and I think I think one of the good things that I see too is the cooperation now too between the NWSL and MLS. Yeah, they're helping fantastic. each other see the partnerships out. going. Uh, but bringing this back to Washington Spirit, this season, what uh, what do you think the fans can expect? You finished fourth last year. Um, obviously, you're always looking to improve. But but you know, if you could talk to the fans out there right now. Granted, it's early. What what's something that you could say to them that they can expect in this coming season?
3: Well, I mean, it's always going to be you know teams that I manage. It's, it's going to be a hardworking, um, fight to the finish, and um, you know, very organized and uh, a possession type of uh, style of play. So, you know, obviously, you want to you want to win every game. You want to finish. You know, you want to win the supporter shield, and then you get in the playoffs, and you, know, you got to win. You got to be playing as, the best that you can be. Uh, in our case, in Exactly. Um, you know, I think it's it's not so much that there has to be drastic change. It just has to be you know continued improvement and.
2: Can you uh, enlighten us a little bit more coach about the draft class that you have this year? I know you mentioned you've got some really good ladies through the draft this year and we hear about sports like the NBA and with, you know, the NFL and all those other, you know, major sports that, you know, they build through the draft and with women's soccer still coming around as you've mentioned and as we've mentioned here as well, um, how much of a of a value is going you know getting players through the draft? Is it does it play as big a role in the women's league as it does in any other league really?
3: Um yeah, it's it, it kind of differs year to year, um, and where we are now, where, where we've got 10 teams, that's, that's an awful lot of uh, jobs. I mean, um, you know, there's also, um, you know, the strength of, of draft class varies every year. I mean, this was a, a, a probably mid to a middle of the road kind of draft class. Uh, we have, um, you know, we, we ended up uh, picking uh, Shana Williams from Florida State, uh, very athletic forward, and then we in the second round Kelly Ferguson from San Francisco and then our last pick we pick And then we only had two picks. Um, I trade, made it, made a trade to get two more picks, so we had four picks, and it was uh, you know felt like we needed a little bit more uh, attacking options and a little bit more pace um, and athleticism uh, up front.
2: Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it definitely seems. Um as the as the game continues to grow, I know for true lovers of the game of soccer, they're like, wait, why does America have this draft thing? It's and it's it's funny how it works, but at the same time, I mean, that's it is a very American thing, obviously, to do the draft. But teams like the Washington Spirit and all different kinds of teams that we hear and and MLS and NWSL can can benefit out of it, and you find some of these. Up-and-coming talents that maybe you might have missed in the the scouting realms or something. So, uh, well, coach, we really appreciate you taking the time today for uh, coming on our show and speaking a little bit about the upcoming season. And uh, we hope that we can spend a little bit more time with you uh, in the upcoming weeks as well, and maybe check in maybe mid-season as well and see where your ladies are at at that point. All right,
3: thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good
2: luck with the season. Very good. All right. We are going to run to a break. When we come back, we've got much more in store for you here on 2 Upfront. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 2 Upfront presented by Sports Radio America.
1: Whether you're having a not moving off the couch while you watch the game kind of day or a no time between conference calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Duncan.
0: Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is "Get options based on your budget with the Name and Price tool from Progressive." Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh?